0: Hi everyone. Yeah, I've been gone for a little bit. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I've been absent from the show for about the last show I posted, which Jesus, it was in August. So yeah, about two, three months. Um, welcome back to For The Record. Uh, I think that it's, I I just really want to take a quick second to address this um, and just kind of talk about it. Nothing horrible happened. I wasn't gone for that reason, but I will say that just life happened, and I mean, like I said, there wasn't anything catastrophic that was going on. There wasn't anything, but um, a lot was going on, and I just... I'd finished recording episodes for a period of time. So technically I just, I think I just unofficially said, let's do a hiatus. Let's just not, I'm just not going to worry about putting up episodes. I'm not going to worry about that. And on that respect, a lot of things, a lot of good things happened. I think I got a lot of shit together life-wise and all that good stuff. But, um, it sucked not being able to record podcasts and to not be able to do it. I tried a few times. There were a couple people that were supposed to do episodes um, that was going to go up a little bit sooner, but uh, it just didn't work out. Um, and I finally got a few people together to record some stuff and get some episodes lined up. And I'm happy. I'm really happy to be back because I loved doing the show. It was so much fun. And I. And I'm just looking forward to sharing some more stories with some artists. I'm still working a little more on the format. I know it's 104 episodes in. Um, This is the 104th, which is crazy to even think about, but uh, this will be an ongoing thing and I'm really gonna make sure that I nail in having this up officially every like Monday, Wednesday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, depending on like how many episodes we're getting. Um, I've even thought about taking some of the audio from this and transcribing it into articles for people because I know there are people who like to read. rather than listen and vice versa, and I've thought about just kind of writing out and making an article um, section that'll go up on the website, uh, shamelesspromo.net, uh, so it'll be more of an edited, kind of condensed, down, cutting out all of the uhs and ums and things that I always manage to put in my, in my speech whenever I talk, but I'm looking forward to being back, and I think that's just the the general premise of what I'm trying to say with this. This episode is uh, some great friends of mine, uh, members of a band called Lightworker. Uh, Joe and Grayson were my guests this week. And we did a Skype call uh, last week, I believe. And we talked about all of their, basically we talked about everything they've got going on. I've known Grayson and Joe since I was, how old was I? I was 15 jesus i was 15 (laughs) and i'm 24 now wow that's really weird um but i knew them when they were in a metal band called park lane and then they eventually moved around and started doing their own uh, tons of other projects i know uh they were they were in a band called letters from the fire who's currently touring right now um and then they left and went and did uh and started what began uh as a band called red sky which then turned into Lightworker. um they are an amazing metal band. They really deserve your attention, and they currently have a new EP out called Resilience. It is available now wherever you get your online music or uh, streaming, or however it is you pick up all your music uh, these days. And it was it was really fun chat. I oh, it's always a it's always such a pleasure to chat with these guys, particularly when it's people that you're friends with. It's it's just it's a much more natural conversation. I had some questions peppered in here and there, and um, and all that good stuff. Uh, So without further ado, and I know I sound very unsure, I promise you I am. I'm just, I I promise you that I am sure. I just am still getting back into the mode of talking into a microphone where I'm the only person in the room and not looking like a crazy person, but that's podcasting. Yay. Um, Without further ado, this is episode number 104 of For the Record with Lightworker. Enjoy. Okay, cool. All right. So, well, we are doing the thing now. This is good. Um, Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. We are finally doing this. Um, Thank you for putting up with me constantly just running around and not giving any clear answers as to when I would be able to do this. So I really do appreciate it. Um, And I'm glad we got to do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. No worries. Um, Yeah, no worries.
0: Okay, Um, (laughs) so basically, (laughs) this is pretty. I mean, this is if you've heard the the show or I've talked about it with you guys. All we're doing is just chatting for an hour. I have I I have questions for you guys about Lightworker and stuff that I'll throw in, but there's no big structure or segments to this. It's just us talking basically for like 45 minutes to an hour about and kind of whatever. And um,
2: (laughs) Joe, we're gonna talk
0: for an hour, man. No. <laughs> hey, no, like, hey, you yeah. wanted to do this, so. <laughs> I,
1: dude, I always honestly, I always try to get Grayson to listen to podcasts and stuff, and then I just usually end up just playing them, and he just listens to them in the background. He's all, <laughs> "Oh, this is funny." I'm like, "Yeah, I told you."
0: <laughs> yeah, who are some of the shows you listen to? I know we talked about this a little bit when you were doing. You're talking about the Josta show and uh, shows like that.
1: Yeah, uh, Josh's show, uh, Bad Christian, uh Metal Sucks podcast. Yep. Um, then uh, what else? Um, the Break It Down podcast, which is basically Matt Carter from Emory talking to different guests about how they break they break down their art, whether it be any kind of art. Um, so it could be like a person from a band that's like a primary songwriter, an artist. Or, I also like um, we actually the the podcast that we were on called the Antidote. uh, Well, it's actually more of a radio show. Yeah. But uh, Dave Hawkins, shout out to them. uh, They he had really good questions, and I've listened to some of his other interviews. They're really good. I like uh, Tooth and Nail slash Solid States podcast called um, Labeled, and they talk about like a bunch of different stuff even people that were like on the label from years ago um,
0: oh yeah was that the one where they um it's it's not very far into its run but it's it's where they're talking about like the history of solid state records and uh tooth and nail and i yeah i, I think i know what show you're talking about Lit, yeah labeled
1: yeah labeled yeah no and, and it's great uh i uh I've learned so much uh, about one of my favorite labels. Uh, I think it's something that um, more labels should do, the ones that are more established, because there's a lot of stuff that I'd like to listen to that's not even, um, I like to even listen uh, to interviews about bands that I don't even particularly follow. I just feel like I learn a lot about the music business. Yeah, Uh, It's just interesting. Um, I like uh, Shane Told's lead singer. Fucking
0: great. I love that show.
1: Um, what else? Um, uh, as the story grows, which has, which basically is as like a face down and solid state record kid, like that has a bunch of like different artists from, from, from those labels and whatnot. Um, shoot. Uh, yeah, those, those are the ones that I I can think off off the top of my head. Um, yeah, pretty much
0: nice no it's okay so it sounds like you're kind of like me in that sense you're a podcast nerd which is great um trying to think if there's any others that i can think i think you kind of hit you kind of hit all the bases with the music ones um but that's perfect um no it's awesome so you so grayson you don't listen to anything you don't listen to any of those you're
2: i i I listen to music um
0: No, I mean, I've I've i
2: listened to a couple of like I've, I've listened to stuff that Joe sent me. Like I listened to, you know, Doc Coyle's podcast, like the one with Mike Gitter on it, and I thought that was really interesting because I grew up listening. Oh yeah, the you X know, band. like yeah. a lot of a lot of bands that he he's worked with and and uh, you know and and all actually almost ended up, you know, uh, previous band almost ended up working with him. So kind of it was it was just cool um and then besides that honestly just like random podcasts or interviews that like carly has done yeah yeah you know what i mean just because it's like i've heard him tell stories like you know like firsthand a lot of stuff but then just hearing it like him on a podcast or any friends that have really been on a podcast or like the times where i'll be like oh like you know one of my friends was on this podcast or on like the, the JOSA podcast or something like that so but usually those those select
0: few moments nice, nice. Yeah. um well i forgot i forgot to ask you uh you said yesterday you guys were recording. Who are you recording with?
2: Um, Daniel Gailey from Phineas, who, okay. who's the the guitarist in Phineas, and he also, you know, actually recorded, including the one that they you know they just signed to solid state, um, and their album's dropping November seventeenth, and he actually, um, basically engineered both this record and the one before it. Um, and he also mixed mixed and mastered this uh, this one as well so um yeah we're working with him he actually literally just left like we, we recorded here um uh guitars and bass for a new song um and he basically was here and just left like I don't know three hours ago oh nice yeah so he was here for the weekend and we were working all day yesterday we were tracking cool yep was Maybe
0: this can, like oh, oh no God. go ahead go for it i oh, no, go. Uh, i was <laughs> just i was just gonna say uh was this for a full length
2: um events. Well,
1: that's, <laughs> the, that's that's what i was actually about to explain um okay it was it was kind of like a i mean we, we pretty much knew we were gonna do the full length, but we we're gonna be doing uh, a single um first beforehand uh, much like uh, how Bring Me the Horizon dropped uh, Drown out of nowhere, and then yeah, and then uh, and then there was a big gap, and people were like, "Oh, is there a new record?" It's going to be on the new record, but um, the the EP that we just released is older material for us, so we're ready to kind of get something new under our belts for a little while, and it's going to take a while to you know write the rest of the record. But this song is. I would say like what seventy five eighty percent there.
2: Wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, musically, uh, with the exception of some post pro stuff, like Kenny still has to do the drums, but we're on this album or like um, all these next songs that we do, including this one, we're kind of doing it where the drums are actually probably going to be the last thing to be recorded, which I feel like has become. It's not really that abnormal nowadays. Like we just track the MIDI drums in that way. If we're tracking guitars and anything changes, like we have this idea or something is just not translating well on the recording, then we're not stuck to whatever drums are there, and kind of just opens up the creative possibilities a little bit more yeah. during the track. Um, so yeah, so that that's actually the reason why we had Daniel come up here just for this song um, because it's we're planning on releasing it before everything you know we plan on releasing it before you know uh maybe even the rest of the stuff is written um and the rest we're gonna we're gonna go down to uh southern california and record the rest uh, of the drums or not the drums the uh vocals guitars and bass down there with them
0: nice do you guys have a place figured out in uh southern california where you're gonna record or are you just kind of knowing we're gonna go down to la at some point and do it
2: um we're, we're actually we're gonna do it at his place so cool. we um we're, we're kind of doing this this next record uh, joe and i were talking about it earlier almost like a little bit more diy than the ep was even done like we're not really going to any big studios like o- you know ocean way last time um and it's ex- with the exception of drums are going to be done up here um with aaron hellum in oakland um, and Kenny's worked with them so many times, and his tones are amazing. So it just it makes a lot of sense.
0: Nice. Um,
2: but in terms of like guitars and, and bass vocals, we haven't decided like yet um, where specifically. Um, but for guitars and bass, it's like we uh, Joe and I kind of got this new Universal Audio like Solo Six tube preamp that just adds this great saturation and extra like tonal character to the guitars and the bass so we basically are taking that and running that as the preamp through the recordings and it's you know even even on this one pass like we just use it for the first time yesterday tracking this new song and it sounds great it just adds that extra like almost vintage character to the guitars. yeah yeah so when our when our um buddy nicholas is mixing the record he also makes the ep when he gets all the tracks There'll be that kind of, like, those extra like, qualities qualities in there that'll help make it, like, big and nice and pretty and warm and, you know, yeah. all that good stuff.
0: I feel like with metal bands, there's almost... Because if, if I ask a pop-punk band or an alternative band, I'll sometimes get an answer, but I feel like with metal bands, I don't know what it is, but there's such more... There, there's so much more of an involvement when it comes to gear and pedals and... It, it's a weird stereotype, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's I, and I don't know why, I just, I've always noticed it with metal bands, because I'll ask a pop-punk artist, and they'll give me some info, and just like, yeah, I use this for my guitar, I use this for the pedals, and stuff like that, but then I talk to a metal band, and they're like, oh yeah, well I'm using this version, and this was different from this model back in this year, Because and I'm just like, what the fuck, where did that go? <laughs> like, how, how involved are you guys with gear? Oh... Uh- well, I'll put it to you this—the <laughs> shrug I, I think, just it just gave me. You're like, eh, all right. <laughs> I, I think
1: I, I'll put I'll put it to you this way, like, um, I I mean, like I, even I, I I mean I just do vocals in the band, and even I'm like getting into it. So like, you know, uh, we're endorsed with ESP, so like I I was like I got a guitar, I got to get a guitar because I want to be able to, you know, write and you know I. Contribute a lot in that way, and then like Grayson and I spent a lot of time trying to think of, you know, well, what preamp, or what what can we do that's like cost effective but also going to be um, optimal for uh, uh, sonically for, for for this record. And uh, you know, we spent I don't know we spent a couple of days thinking about that, didn't we?
2: Yeah, we, we, we yeah. They were, originally, we were gonna get a like an inner like you know the Apollo Twin Quad that had like, you know, like really good preamps and like like Mimic need boards and and whatnot. But, um, you know, ultimately we went with this because we don't have to worry about compatibility and interfaces, You need to download certain drivers and some of them are only 64-bit, won't work on 32-bit systems. Um, But I mean, ultimately, I think the reason we got into all of that technical stuff in terms of recording is because we literally just ask questions to our friends who are like audio engineers or producers and ask their advice, especially because I think that one of the big reasons is because we we really are not trying to break the bank on this. Yeah. You know, we want to do it as well as we possibly can without crippling like our financial situation. <laughs> Understand, like once the record is made, we, we need to have money to a live after that. Yeah. You know, there is life after the record is made and it needs to get out. Right. It needs to be promoted yeah. to market and everything. Um, but in, in terms of your overall question of like maybe hearing a lot of metal bands getting into a lot of that stuff. I mean, I, I, that's probably not like just super like black and white of like you know people in pop punk bands like. Never oh, of course not.
0: Them. Of course not. Yeah, right, yeah.
2: right. And I, and I know you weren't you weren't insinuating that, but yeah, I think that um, that trend might be because um, I feel like especially in metal music, since a lot of it can be really rooted in the classical. There's a lot that's of intricacies true. in there where it's like people can really nerd out and geek out about things. So it's like. Almost like, you know, what, what what Carly always talks about is, you know, like being musical scientists, right? Like just really diving into all of the details and getting to know every single little bit and like what different combinations can we make to create different things. So I feel like in metal that's kind of a a very common culture within the genre. Yeah. So that that's my theory.
1: For sure. talk, but yeah. By the way, like, uh, Grayson keeps referring to Carly. That's Carly Coma from this band called Candiria. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
1: because Jared, Jared. You
0: know. Yeah. He,
2: you know. He knows what I'm
0: talking we about. all had beers on the bus after the after Warp Tour. That was cool. Yeah.
2: Dude. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was so.
0: I didn't have to leave with all the commoners going out to the gate. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. Yeah. Um, no,
2: dude, that I'm was super bad. funny though. because he, he he told me, you know, when, when I was on Warp Tour with them for a couple weeks doing photography, he uh he told me in the Mountain View date because I hopped back on because you know we had I had to fly back because we had a Wage War CD release show in San Francisco, so I like flew out to Warp Tour and I had to fly back even though I was
0: going <laughs> to
2: jump out <laughs> of the California shows. Um, but he told me he was like, uh, you know, he called me from the press room and he was like, Hey, so I got two interviews today. Um, and I know you had told me before, so I was like, Oh yeah, one of them's my buddy Jared. <laughs> 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 it, it, so yeah, that was cool. Like, um, being, you know, I don't know. It's kind of surreal. It was cool. Like being in the room for the interview. It's cause like, we've known each other for such a long yeah, time. And-
0: we really have.
2: Yeah, dude, like all the way back to the Project 143 days. Yep,
0: that's, yep. Um, yeah, I met you guys in 2000. Th- this sentence is crazy. Oh, my cat is. <laughs> I can't move right now. I have a cat that's. No, okay. Um, I met you guys uh, 2009. Yeah, because that was the first year we did Warp Tour. And I met you guys um, when you were opening in a band called Park Lane you were on guitar, Joe was on bass and you were opening for a pre-Skrillex Sonny Moore who no one thought yeah do you guys remember you opened for fucking Skrillex before your career (laughs) even started up
2: Uh, yeah that was like his in between from first to last and Skrillex
0: I've never forgotten Uh, that there were 30 people in that room maybe less than that and then we were just like oh I hope he goes somewhere and then the next year was like fucking hell
2: yeah <laughs> it, the funny thing is when we played the show i we we listened, you know i listened to his uh to his stuff and honestly like i dug it but i i kind of yeah, heard that i liked it dude I, I i really liked it i watched the whole set and i thought it was great um he was fun but Yeah. he was a lot of and he was super nice dude he was really, really he was nice.
0: one of the fucking nicest people i've ever met in my life
2: <laughs> yeah he was like smiling all the time like it was it was awesome yeah um and I remember, like, people were telling me, like, oh, you know, of course, like back then it was Sunny from from first to last, right? Yeah. Skrillex yeah. wasn't even a thing. But people were saying, like, oh yeah, he has this other electronic side project that he's working on called Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> and in hindsight, now when I when I when I think back to that, I'm just like, oh yeah, this this project. I'm like, wow, like there was literally a time where we were talking to people were telling me about like this side project yeah. that Sunny. And it's
0: like, you're going to define what modern dubstep is and make like a thousand producers start like five different subgenres of electronic music just (laughs) from your name alone. It's really weird. Well, I remember in, um, I remember the first year I was in college, I was really bummed because there was one fall where it was all in one weekend and it was like, it was like the trifecta, like the dream lineup of shows for me. And I uh-huh. was so bummed because I couldn't go to any of them, but it was on Friday night at the Warfield, it was Skrillex um, headlining in what he was called, like it was like the first big show, that like headlining tour that he did, and he played in something that he called The Mothership, which was basically, his stage was a giant spaceship, and I got to <laughs> see it a few years later, um, or I got to see it a year later when he did Outside Lands because he brought it for the last time, and it was amazing. But um, that night, the next night, down the street in two totally opposing venues at the Regency Ballroom was, uh, it was simple plan headlining with The Cab, Forever the Sickest Kids, and Marianas Trench. And a lot of people were there because uh, Marianas Trench are from Canada, so they never toured here. And then down the street at Bill Grimm was Dead Mouse with Fatboy Slim and Tommy Lee. Like, Tommy Lee Motley Crue was DJing. Um,. And then the next night was at the Regency again. It was Alessana headlining with a Skylet Drive, and two very brand new bands, Sleeping with Sirens and Attila. What?
2: And it's two just brand new bands. Yeah,
0: they were touring. They had one record out each. Jeez. It was ridiculous. Fun fact, yeah.
1: I, actually opened up for Attila right before they they completely blew up. Uh, it was a tour. It was our last night. Uh, Attila was actually—I think Attila was headlining, uh, but it was our last night. Attila and I can't remember the other bands, but and then I was filling in for this band called. Uh, it starts with Alaska, which uh, our oh
0: yeah,
1: our or former uh, former guitar player played in. Uh, that was his band. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I just remember being like, "Whoa, what is this band like? They're they're doing things."
0: Uh, <laughs> It's just, I think, I don't think anyone expected the band that was like, what was the, what was the song they just did, they, on the last thing they put out, it was like, it was called Apology, and it was how he was saying like, I'm sorry from the bottom of my heart, you're such a little bitch, blah, and then it like just, it was this really funny like joking metalcore, and everybody was like, yeah, this is the biggest band in the scene right now, it's really funny.
1: Yeah, you know, it's uh, interesting, and I think we can move on to another subject now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so here's the, all right. The only thing I'll say with this is that even though they're very jokey and funny, they actually I did see them, and if you I mean if you go in and know it's a tongue-in-cheek performance and it's just fun, they're fun to watch. And I saw them. Uh, I saw them at Warp this year. And they were. I was like, I walked away from it. And I was like, okay, it's
1: fun. No, for sure. I guess like, for me, um, I, I, I maybe it's because I'm old or something. But like, <laughs> you know, basically, like, I, I, I guess the way I look at it, and I mean, like, one power to him. I actually heard he's a really friendly guy. So I, have have I. I've heard he's great. Honestly, yeah, he's he's like a great dude. He believes in, he's giving back to, to music, and I think that's great. Like, but with Stasic Recordings, my friends are on that label. Uh, shout out to Spike, Alex, and and Darius, who mm-hmm. was Steve. Um, and they're like, yeah, he, he, he's a great dude. Uh, um, and, you know, I this is just me, but like, I guess if you kind of have a platform, there's so much going on in the world. That, you know, I I feel like why not use it to really just, I don't know, bring some certain things to light. And um, that was the one thing that I always really wanted to acknowledge with Lightworker was just like, I always want to be honest uh, with what I'm saying. And that was one of the things that I told, you know, the original lineup. You know was like I need free reign you know lyrically because if uh, otherwise it just defeats the purpose you know um and uh so yeah for me it's just like yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna be up there you know on stage you know like they they've been blessed with the fact that they've got you know thousands upon thousands of fans we've yeah. probably millions and like you know I mean we're we're just a little Loop, you know. You'll <laughs> like, get there. That... You'll get there. Well, yeah. I mean, like, and honestly, it's not really like a focal point for us. We just want to write good music that we enjoy listening to. You know. Uh, yeah. We, we, you know, that's that's. Um, I mean, and, and kind of like what Grayson was saying, like, yo, um, the reason why we didn't go like big time with with recording and stuff this time around was because of the fact that. We chose a guitar player that we both really like, that we admire, to, uh, you know, help us with the songs that we love because we enjoy what he does. And, um, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if only we hear it, I mean, like, I'm just like, cool, at least I got, it was more of a catharsis for me, like, vocally, lyrically. And we wrote what I think is pretty sick. I don't know. Nice. Sorry,
0: well,
1: all no, sorry, No, you No, no,
0: you're all good. I, that's actually, I was gonna transition into something, and to go back on something that you had said, that was a perfect segue for this. What do you, if let's say, give it, let's say, give it a couple years. You guys have a platform that's close to that or exactly what a band like any of the ones we were just talking about have, where there's thousands of fans um, hundreds of thousands of fans worldwide. What do you guys, I I mean, what is kind of the, the message or the, the hope that you guys, that you want people to take away from Lightworker? And I I guess, because you were saying how you had this image and this idea when you guys started it and what you wanted it to be about. Like, what do you, what do you hope people take away from it?
1: I think for me, like, um, you know, it's definitely a, a quiet message of hope. Um, you know, uh, amidst a lot of darkness. You know, I mean, with the hurricanes hit. um yeah. You know, like I said, we're we're like a, a a nothing band, but like, you know, for all of uh, September, you know, uh, a portion. I think it was like fifty. Yeah, if we did fifty, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, fifty percent. You know, is going to go towards you know the victims, and we're we're in the in the process of actually like you know, settle, I mean, since we update jobs and everything, uh, but, you know, we're in the process of, you know, like, giving that up that we can give it to uh, to a charity. Um And, uh, like, you know, I, I feel like music, for me, I mean, like, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get that people want to go out to party and whatever, and, you know, like, I mean, I... So you know, like uh, a lot of the dudes in our band like love pop punk and that's a lot usually a lot of lighthearted you know fun music and like you know the, and then there's times where you know the guys are like lighten up Joe like <laughs> put on put on some of the music, or you know like state champs or something like that and, and I'm like all right all right you know I'm over here like dissecting you know Justin Tensor's you know for <laughs> lyrics you know like yeah or like, listening to, you know, casting is, is, you know, 90% instrumental. And I'm like, what are they trying to c- convey with the song and this part? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, I think it. sorry, I don't want to say too seriously, but I, it's fun for me. I love being serious. I, I love growing and I love hearing other people's point of view, <laughs> even if not necessarily be the one that I share. But, like, I, I love... And, and that's one of the things that I think Lightworker is about, too. is the fact that, like, you know, we're four completely different individuals. Um, you know, Grayson is a really well-rounded, like, happy person. And, um, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just a just, <laughs> uh, And then Dr- Druva... Druva's, like, you know, he... he be on the quieter side, but like he's just—he's just the dude. they Like he'll say some goofy
2: things once in a while,
1: and we love that. He's the newest member of our band, and uh and then Kenny's just the man.
2: It's so always down. Like,
1: yeah, he's just down. And, like he's is like, always
2: down. That's like sums it up
1: in an instant. <laughs> yeah, Kenny and Drew are are usually just down, and they're just like, yeah, dude, we're we're gonna hang out. You know, we're gonna barbecue. We're gonna cook. You know, well, like you know,
2: Kenny always so, wants to hang. And, yeah. and it's amazing because that, that guy is a creep. Literally to this day, he has never prepared food, even the simplest stuff for me, that I have not like thoroughly enjoyed. And that's not an exaggeration. And it kind of blows my mind. It's yeah. good.
0: You need someone like that on the road, though, who can work in it and to be able to make food on the fly when you guys are living off of like five bucks a day. If you're ever in that position. Word. No, George. Sure.
1: I think <laughs> and, and, and you see and that's and that for me like again, I mean that that's I mean that's light worker. That's not only is it lightworker, I think that's that's just human beings in general. Uh, the four of us, you know, like have completely different backgrounds, you know, growing up and whatnot. And uh, as cheesy as it may sound, I think it's something beautiful to like have like, you know, we've got, you know, me, I'm you know, Latin background Grayson's half white, half, half uh, Japanese, and then Drewa and, and and Kenny.
2: Well, they're just white dudes. But
0: has
2: um, like, got the European. You know, it's like authentic. And, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but you
1: know, like we've got, and so you know, and, and I think diversity is just like that's something, they, and that's something that we're gonna try to achieve with our with our music, also. Like. uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be like a heavy band or whatever, but we're not afraid to dive into other things and other concepts, which uh, you will definitely hear uh, hopefully next year.
2: Yeah. Nice. I, I mean, I, I think ultimately in terms of the, the, the question of like, you know, if, what do we want people to get out of it? It's like, it's almost like the music's the most important part, but not always the the focus if that makes any sense like it, it, it's 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 where it's coming from and it's it, I think that at least for me one of the big things is I feel like this band exists to really give us a platform to get out what we need to get out creatively for the right reasons because you know personally I, I, I know that I've, I've been in situations where maybe I wasn't always able to get out what I wanted creatively and in this band it's like you know for example the, the single that we just you know we're working on is an example of something that I really really needed to get out a certain way and you know the other guys are awesome and like throwing in like a lot of great ideas that helped enhance it but it's like ultimately I feel that sometimes people look at art or any sort of creative format as it means to a different end and kind of forget the whole, like, you know, the, the reason why you do it. And it's, it's easy to get lost in creating something for someone else. hmm You know? And, and I feel like, even historically there's like a lot of my favorite bands that have long uh just long successful careers you know probably had a lot of controversy behind their creative direction at certain points because people were like thrown off by it you know wicked parks one of them i know bring the horizon probably went through that but it's like more often than not i feel the bands that genuinely do it for the reason that they just that's what they want to hear and they're stoked on it and they love it you know I feel like people can see through that Um, so yeah I mean straight up I'll say that sometimes I'm gonna write a riff that might sound like kill switch and you know what I don't care because yeah they're my (laughs) favorite band there's going to be influence, but there's also going to be, like, a lot of other stuff, you know? It's, like, one of those points where people are like, oh, it needs to get heavier because of X, Y, and Z. It was like, well, it needs to not get heavier because I'm not feeling it like that, and that's how it is. Yeah,
0: I think you, <laughs> you know? I think you said something really important earlier, and I actually... the, This podcast was on a little bit of a break, not because of, like, I was like, oh, I need it. Life just got crazy, and I didn't get a chance to book any new episodes, I did get life crap in order and all that good stuff, but um, one of the last episodes before was um, a friend of mine named Andrew and I were talking about um, Linkin Park and about Chester Bennington, we just we did an episode to talk about just how depression and all of that manifests itself, and it was a really open and honest conversation, but the point that you were kind of making about genres and how that came about, we were talking about Linkin Park a lot because they had changed their genre so much and it really didn't occur to us after we re- until after we really talked about it that they were changing the genre not because they were doing it because it was popular they were doing it because that's what they wanted to make and yes. I think that's I think what you said is really fair that if you if you're going to make something and it sounds like kill switch then that's how it's going to sound it's, it's like you ask yourself do you, do I want it to sound like this yeah okay cool move on
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean yeah. granted ultimately it's like that's not my goal but it's like things yeah, are going to yeah, come, yeah. yeah, like like you know like th- things are you know we all have different influences and of course everything's going to be a melting pot of that but I think creatively it's just you know uh, we think we're very pro letting people get out what they need to get out the way that they need to get it out because that's going to be the most genuine I feel like that is what has the most impact on others. Because if not, it's 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 fake. It's artificial. It's you know, like there's that's that's not inspiring. You know, um, so I don't know, man. That it, for me, that's that's the biggest thing is you know when people listen to our band or, or meet us or you know hear about you know just the things that we do and the things we go through, understanding that. Um, you know, it's okay to make your decisions from the place of what feels right, because more often than not, things actually turn out much better when you do that, and you're going to be a lot happier. You know, and yeah. that rests a lot on on believing that, that you know having faith that that's that's the case too. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: And and the cool, thing that like you know, and, and then having Daniel kind of like, you know, be the producer and and kind of and kind of being like. Hey, you know, like, okay, this does sound like this, but I think, you know, let's let's you know, push it a little bit. You know, let's push the envelope a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, have, you know, we have no problem wearing our influences on our sleeves, um, as as long as we we mean it. You know, um, but at the same time, we're also not. I don't think we're afraid of 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 pushing boundaries when it feels right. As long as it feels. You know, uh, kind of like what Grayson said. And, and in terms of you saying, like, you had a bunch of stuff going on uh, in terms of the podcast, I mean, uh, that, and that's why you can do the, the podcast. Like, you know, truthfully, I mean, there, there was a couple of weeks where Grayson and I, we were kind of burnt out. And so we had a lot going on in our personal lives. And we just, you know, I, I think that's the cool thing about our band, too, is that we're able to kind of, Look at each other and be like, okay, yeah, we're bandmates, but we're also friends. And if you need to take the time to uh, take care of this and take care of that, then that's always an option. Yeah, it's it's not one of the things where it's just kind of like, dude, you have to do it. It's like, dude, if you're going through some stuff, like, I'd much rather be a good friend than, you know, than be like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Like, it's uh. I don't know, for me, it's just important to be real, and that, and it needs to translate in the music, and it needs to translate lyrically, and, um, and also in the way that we treat other people, and the way we want to be treated, um, so, I mean, like, you know, and that's why whenever, uh, people, you know, like, it, you know, we have some people hitting us up on, uh, you know, our Instagram or something like that, and they want to talk, I'm like, cool, like, you like our music, I'm gonna... You want to talk about something? Let's do it. Like I, I don't care. Like, uh, you know, there, there, there's uh, one dude. You know, we, we nerd out on records. Like I'm, I, I'm an avid record collector. I, I know it's the hipster thing, but, <laughs> you know, like, but you know, I, I, but I mean, it, it was really cool, and I, and I really hope that even if this this band does get bigger, like i hope that I can you know, maintain as many relationships and friendships as possible. Because I think that's, the, the human experience is very important for me and in, in, in that aspect uh, for this band.
0: Absolutely. Um, go. I had a question, because you were saying something about um, how there were a couple weeks where you were kind of taking it easy and you wanted it to, you, you wanted the lyrics to, of course, be honest when you were writing. Are you guys people, would you say that you're people who write are writing all the time or are you someone who just writes when they're feeling like it and writing songs when you're feeling <laughs> like it
2: second thing for me i can't <laughs> i can't i can't force myself to sit down and like write a song it's just like sure i can do it it's gonna sound like crap and i'm gonna waste my time <laughs> so there was there,
1: there there's actually you know uh, during the writing process there's been one song that we're oh man it's so close to being done like there's literally just one little part, but it's it's necessary. And for the last, I think like five or six weeks, like me, Grayson, and Drewber are just like oh, we're just not feeling it. Dude. You know, we're just and and it's funny because we showed Daniel the song, and he's all like, "Dude, I love it." And you know maybe that'll help you know ignite some fire for that. But like. You know, uh, it's yeah, definitely for me. Like lyrically, when I was writing for the the lyrics and the melodies for the first week, like, I told Nick I was just like, dude, I I mean, it's cut. He'll ask me how I coming along. I'm like, it's coming along. It's <laughs> coming because it just took me. You know, it just takes me. It takes me a while because I I you know want to make sure I'm saying something that's worth. Thing which is funny because if you know me, I say so many things that are not worth saying. <laughs> but, but like for me, in terms of uh, in terms of actually like saying something, you know, over some music that I care about, like that's I mean, it's it's gotta be right.
0: Of course. So. Well, that's I mean, yeah. If it's it's almost like when you're recording, you get as many shots as you can as you can take, but then when it's finalized and finished. That's one shot, and that's the first impression that someone's going to hear of you. So you want to make sure that it's – yeah, of course. You want to make sure that it's absolutely perfect to your standards and saying, hey, this is exactly what I want to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so – go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah?
0: Cool. Um, uh, what was I going to ask next? I was going to ask uh, – To also, to kind of backtrack on something that you guys were... Something that we were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of writing and your influences kind of slipping in here and there. I mean, what is the... What has the feel been like for you guys when you're writing this album? And, I mean, even with the single, what kind of influences have been pouring out of you?
2: Um... uh, Let's... Let's see. I mean... Yeah, our influences are all different. I, I kind of know that a lot of the stuff that I'm really really write like or start like I guess a lot of the stuff that I tend to write definitely centers from a lot of influence stemming from like the mid 2000s like metal and metalcore like yeah
0: you know <laughs>
2: like that that kind of that kind of stuff and and it's I think I think that it's maybe not I don't know how apparent I would say it is that's like to you know, everyone individually to decide how much that, you know, it sounds like that. But, um, I mean, the, the writing process right now has kind of been, um, it, it's been slow but steady. Um, if we're talking about the single in particular, um, the single is something that actually the idea for that um I wrote about a year ago, actually. Um, and, and this is uh, to be completely honest, this is before I um, knew that I was gonna be a, a big part of the writing process for Lightworker because um, we we still had our, uh, our our previous lineup and you know, Joe and Nick wrote the the EP and so like the the, the writing group now is is, is slightly different Um, but back then honestly I remember I was driving home uh, from somewhere it was like 10 o'clock at night and I'm driving down uh, the main street by my house and I just hear this this rhythm in my head and I kind of hum the rhythm into my phone like I'm sure many musicians nowadays do right so the iPhone has definitely revolutionized recording and uh not forgetting your ideas um and then i think it was i I, and i think i even left that there for like two months and then two months later i kind of like periodically go through all my phone messages and i listened to me humming the riff and it sounded really funny but i was like do you know what like i'm in the mood to kind of just pick up a guitar and put this down because i want to hear like some drums and kick on this and it was like a chuggy part so I was like yeah I'm down to hear something like a little aggressive so um I picked up the guitar and I tracked uh just that pattern and literally from there it just morphed into pretty much like half of what the song was minus the bridge and I, I basically did all of it um I did all of it that night and uh so, that, yeah, I mean, that that was, that was pretty much it. And then fast forward to about 10 months later, we, we actually decided that, you know, everyone kind of knew this, like, heard the song and whatnot, but then we decided that was probably going to be, like, the next song that we put out. And we finished the bridge, or we wrote the bridge and we finished the song. I don't know, man. It's like... <laughs> The, the writing probably like my my words are probably all jumbled even talking no, it's about it. That's 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 how it's been. You know, it's been very here and there Like, Joe, uh, you know, came uh, came over with an idea that's turned into that song that he was talking about early that that we're trying to finish and it's been spending the last six weeks trying to like get through this one part. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely still at the very baby stages of writing this thing, but. I also know that we all have a lot to, a lot to get
0: out. Yeah. So,
2: it'll be cool. I'm excited, even though I have no idea what it's going to
0: sound like. I'm excited just hearing you talk about this. This sounds like it's going to, it's, I'm, I'm super stoked to hear this. In terms of, like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, what was that? No, 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 go ahead. That was, that was all you.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, for, for me, no, it, it, it like, glitched out for
0: Oh no worries.
1: But um, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of cool because like that was like the that that definitely that song is definitely "Graceless Baby" and uh he was you know we were able to help you know like finish it by adding some little pixie dust or whatever you want to call it and there and uh, so. Uh, it's cool like um i like it because uh it is a little bit heavier than i think our other stuff it's it's definitely faster um and uh, oh definitely a lot of melody and it's it's cool like i'm 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 really excited to play this live next year and um i think the way we're writing is um like Grayson said it's it, it's it's slow but steady. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. It, it's gonna sound very hippie of me, but we're just going with the flow. Nice. <laughs> like, you know yeah just, it, you know, it's just like I, I know Grayson has some other ideas. I definitely have some other ideas. Druva and I have been working on an idea, which is his mm-hmm. first contribution, like real contribution to musically to the band. Um, which I'm pretty stoked about, uh, uh, this idea we're working on, it was kind of funny because we we're working on it, uh, on, on my setup at home and he played this chord and I was like, dude, that's not super black metal. We're just like, <laughs> nothing that we <laughs> don't like at all. And then I was, and then, and then Andrew was all like, ah, oh, dude, I don't, I mean, it's cool, but. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, in terms of our influences, like, you know, I, I, you know, like, I can't speak for anybody else except myself, uh, but it, it, I, I've named a few, uh, like Thrice and Caspian and stuff, but, uh, in terms of heavier stuff, um, Kill Killswitch, uh, there's this new band called Flesh Killer I really like that, uh, has members of, uh, x toll, the legendary x toll from Norway, um, and this band called The Burial. Uh, and I I love, love, adore Jimmy Eat World.
0: I saw you at uh, the Jimmy World show, and I did not... I was so... Not, like, shocked, but I was just surprised. I was like, whoa, okay.
1: Dude, like... Huge I, Jimmy I, Eat World fan. fan. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm such a huge fan. Like, I've literally spent, like, 60 bucks just trying to get like a seven inch like record with a single that was only released in the uk and wow. I found, and so i was just like i just want that song dude it's like all of like it's like under it's like three minutes tops but i was like i'm gonna get that song <laughs> and so <laughs> so it's just like i yeah i'm, I'm a maniac but it, when it comes to music i love I, I i just i really get into it so like i get into the band and um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Eat World. Um, you know, uh, oh, a band that that Grayson and I both like a lot, and I think people probably kind of surprised is the 1975. Oh, dude. great yeah. band! Yeah, yeah, no, yeah.
2: fantastic. Band. I mean, that's that's just like respect, man. Like you yeah. gotta you gotta listen to that and just be like, dude, that's you know, it's just it's just so good. Like yeah, artists, no.
1: And you know, so I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like bands that we all collectively respect. Uh, you know, I mean, this kind of delves into some taboo area, but uh, as later dying, you know, like, yeah, oh, have-
2: yeah. dude, 94 yeah. hours was the first metal, quote unquote, metal song I ever heard with screaming on it. Like, the guitar came in, and I immediately was like, dude, what is this? And then the screaming came in like five seconds later and scared the hell out of me, but. <laughs> <laughs> like it, 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 i'm you know but seriously man like that that song changed the, since I went like that song literally changed my life because musically like that kind of started to set the path towards like heavier music for me um and i still love that record so yeah yeah no,
0: it... the as it lay dying thing was really Very very interesting. Like I I mean, and I I try to remember if I ever hear one of their songs, I'm like, there were four other guys in the band that made the music. They were all good. There was just one person that was not. Like I just try to separate that. It's hard. Well, the the
2: the other thing is like Joe and I actually met Tim.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people that met him and were like, oh, he's so nice, and it's like, oh, he tricked people's wife.
2: Yeah, we met him outside of Slim's, Um, it was, they were on, it was the Ocean Between Us tour, and it was them, uh, All That Remains, Haste the Day, and Through the Eyes of the Dead, it was an awesome show. Jesus. And literally, we're outside for 20 minutes talking to Tim, and, you know, uh, personally, like, I, I think that something changed between that, obviously, but I don't think, like, back then he was that guy.
0: No 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 and there was definitely a transition into when that like the people could tell there was a weird transitional moment in time. Yeah, I know that from because people there were bands that toured with them were like, There's no way this is real, there's no way and then the tape came out and they were like, Holy shit. Yeah
1: Yeah. No, exactly. So uh, yeah, that was that was interesting and it, it was definitely a blow to the metal community too. Um, yeah. because I I mean, like in terms of like modern more, more of the modern, you know, like big three, you know, like the original big three are, you know, Metallica, Megadeth and, and uh, I guess a lot of people consider uh, Anthrax, like up for Thrive, you know. Yeah, it's uh, oh, Me-
0: Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, and Slayer. Slayer.
1: Oh, that's what it okay, that's so bad. Yeah, I'm such a good metalhead. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> but, um you know, like, I would definitely consider As Dying to be one of those big, like modern big three, you know yeah. what I mean, like and on top of that, with having, uh, the message they had, you know, for, for, for most of their career, I mean, it was definitely, uh, it was, that's an impressive feat, especially for metal. And, um, you know, it's, so it's, it's kind of, kind of tragic that whole situation, but, um, yeah. you know, but as, as, as Grayson was saying though, like the uh, record that, um, you know, that, that influenced me and changed my life was actually and i actually was talking about it today with one of my friends uh is alive or just breathing my kill switch engage and okay. um that one because the thing is like that that stuff that's like, not only was it like did, not only did it have the brutes and you know the bree breeze and you know the you know <laughs>
2: The riffs the and the breeze. Free, but, There's yeah. no free-breeze on a lot. We just breathe. Free, free. <laughs> but, <laughs> crazy, but
1: there's still some gnarly screams. Yeah. But like, but that 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 record, um, with Jesse, what he was trying to convey uh, lyrically, just really resonated with me. And on top of that, back then he didn't have any formal vocal training, so everything was just raw, and. Um, If you read about an interview with him, he actually like, like, uh, like hurt himself while he was recording one of the one of the songs. Like, he literally had to do the rest of the sessions with his arm in a sling because he screamed so hard that he like did something weird to his shoulder or arm or something. And uh, you know, and I'm just kind of like, I I mean, I don't, as a vocalist myself, I would never want to do that. But like the fact that. You know, he was that dedicated. It's just like I just it's, this has got to. If if we're gonna be heard, kind of like what we're talking about, you know, if we're, we're gonna be heard, I might as well, I'm gonna put my best foot forward. And um, that album just absolutely changed my life and changed the course of, of heavy metal. To be honest, um, you know, uh, uh, um, I mean, the the new metal thing was kind of dying out. Uh, 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 you know, there was a lot of like Screamo stuff happening which you know I was into you know like uh, Thursday and all those bands and then like Kill Switch came out of nowhere they weren't particularly maybe the first metalcore band but yeah they were they were the ones that like did it really well and I mean you know and then you, I remember hearing My Last Serenade for the first time back then we didn't have like Shazam or anything and so I remember like watching it on Headbangers Ball at 2 a.m. And, you know, it was the last chorus that I heard. And then the, the, the like the angelic like, ah! and I'll, and then it ended. And I was like, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't show. Like, because usually, you know, music videos back in the day they used to like give credit. Oh, yeah,
2: the credit. Yeah, they
0: record. would put the little end credit on the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like
2: it, the beginning and the end. I
1: just I guess I had just missed it or something. So it took me about three or four years to actually find out who that was. And I immediately, I remember, because I was working at FYE uh, back then, I immediately called him to work. When I found out who it was, I'm like, put this aside, I'm coming over. It was my day off. And they're like, why are you going to come on to your <laughs> day off? Don't, don't trip. And uh, that, yeah, that record was
0: just That's phenomenal. Awesome. phenomenal.
1: Yeah, so I'm very passionate about that record. So
0: awesome, um,
1: and I think, and that's also a band that we all enjoy too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, regardless of the era, I think we all appreciate the Jesse or the Howard era or the Jesse era again. You know, yeah. Um,
0: so perfect. Uh, um, well, to wrap this up, because I didn't even see, we're like almost at an hour, which has been perfect for this. Um, Oh, this snap. is <laughs> this is this is kind of the last question that I will ask to people um, and it's always weirder to me when I'm like oh you guys are my friends and I've known you it's like this is kind of cool it comes all it all comes like um, it all comes around um question is what does music mean to you and it's a very broad very open-ended question so take your time contestants you have 30 no, I'm kidding
1: yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Grayson. I've been talking like...
0: No,
2: no, no. no. Go for it, because <laughs> I'm going to think, and I know, I know you already know.
1: No, I don't. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo,
2: come on. You silly guy. Do, You've been
0: talking do, about do, forever. Do, do,
1: do, do, do. Music the timeline to me. Okay. Um, this is off the top of my head. Uh, it was like... I can, it's it's kind of like you know when you you smell something and then you're just kind of like oh my gosh I remember that scent from like yep. you know like, and 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 that's but the thing is that like I, I don't know it's so I don't know man I mean like it, it's weird like Jimmy World for example like I listen to some of their stuff like, I listen to you know the, the records when they came out you know back in the early two thousands and. You know, I really loved the songs back then, and then now that I'm older, I mean, I just, I'm like, wow, I get it. I feel like I get it even more, you know, and um, it's something that you can revisit, but at the same time, it had a connection, you know, back then. And uh, on top of that, as musicians, like, making music, we're, that's how we're feeling then and there when we put stuff, when we lay stuff down. Um, and... Uh, you know, it's it, it just surrounds us. Uh, it's uh, it's gotten to the point where there'll be like a couple of riffs in a song that from a band, and I'll just be like, "Oh, Grace will like this," and it's helped me like understand other people. And like, there's this one song uh, that I showed him recently, and then I, I put it on because I knew he would like it, and then I played it, and he looked over at me, and he's all like. That's a sick riff. I'm like, I know you thought, of that <laughs> you know, and uh, and and that's always the, and it's a great thing, like, in that timeline. I mean, it, it 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 you know throughout you learn so much, and
2: it's, yeah, awesome. Um, is I don't know. I mean, for me, I guess. Um. Ah man, I mean. Music, I mean, to me, music isn't a choice that 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 people make, really. It's kind of just something that happens to you. But it's crazy because it drives it drives behavior. Music isn't logical, you know. There's really, nothing logical about it, especially pursuing it. Um, especially this know, day as a career, <laughs> yeah. Especially pursuing it as a career, but. You know the only the only logical thing about that is that you do what makes you happy, you know. Um, but I don't know. To 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 me, music is. You know, I know sometimes people say like, music is an escape, um, and and you know, for me, like, yeah, it totally is. Like, it's it's an escape from like a certain mindset or state of mind. It helps me reset. Um, you know, it it'll help me. Um, Yeah, it helps me get my mind right sometimes. Like, especially if I'm feeling negative about something, um, it's almost like remembering to just take that time and sometimes I'll just go listen to something and sometimes music will act as like a positive anchor for me in those moments where it's like, you know, like I'll just go somewhere and just, you know, listen to a record or something and completely just have a mental reset because, you know, it's so relaxing. And I know so many people are like, I don't know, understand how you can relax listening to like some of the music I listen to, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you don't get it, it's therapeutic. It's like, you know, I will I will listen, you know, like I'll listen to a band like Killswitch or Architects or, um, you, know, you know, any heavy band like that and be much more relaxed than if I was sitting down listening to like a Rihanna record or something. You know.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Totally. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I think that you know, music music is just this thing that um, it's 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 funny. It's like a universal language, but at the same time, it's really hard to diagnose because it affects everyone so differently. And the only way that you can really understand it is music is something that you have to understand within the context of who you are. Yep. know and and that's awesome i feel like it helps people understand who they they are on a certain level
0: and you know it's great perfect all right well that was that was an hour last last thing i'm gonna ask you guys to do is uh where can people find you guys online for your music and to follow you guys for when the single comes out when the album comes out next year all that good stuff
2: um you know the usual stuff uh facebook yeah, Facebook.com slash Lightworker Band. Instagram is also lightworkerband. Band. Um, you know, yeah, feel free to like us and follow us, but honestly, just also send us a message if you guys, if anyone has like any questions or wants to know like anything about the music. You know, it's not just the one off podcast where everyone gets to hear about like all these things. It's like, yeah, obviously we like talking about music and like talking about what we're passionate about with anyone else who shares that same thing. So, um, but yeah. Check it out everywhere. iTunes, you know, everyone knows this stuff. Look <laughs> up Lightworker, it'll, it'll come up.
1: Yeah, no, it, and uh, our EP uh, Resilience is out now, um, and yeah, you can find that on Spotify, iTunes, uh, all, all that good stuff. We also have some a, a few, a hand, small handful of limited physical copies left, uh, CDs. Um, and uh, you can, yeah, so it's all on our Facebook if you, if you want to get some actual merch. Thank you so much, Jared.
0: Awesome. Hey, thank yeah. you, guys. I'm glad we did it. We finally got this done. Um, we did. I'm super stoked that we finally got you guys on the podcast.
2: Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, i All right. I'm happy, happy to
0: do it. Yeah, man. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. I'll um, I'll hit you guys up soon. And then uh, this should, should actually be going up this week. So I will send it over when it's ready to go. Awesome, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great rest of the night. You too, yeah, you bud. Too. All right. Take care, Bye. bud. Bye.
2: See ya. Bye.